following broadcast is brought to you by Magic Ape Radio. Welcome to Instant Discussions. My name is John. Stefan. Beep, boop, pop. That's there are robots in this movie. Oh, I mean, there you go. <laughs> and today we're discussing Saving Private Ryan from 1998. Yay! The American epic war drama film Yay. set during the invasion of Normandy in World War II, directed by Steven Spielberg. Yay! Invading Normandy. Yay! One of the best movies of all time. Says me and maybe two other people. And I was nominated for eleven <laughs> Academy it's all Awards. <laughs> eleven, I believe it. Spielberg won for best director. Uh, but you know, that's just the nominations. So Go every ahead. time I watch this fucking movie, no matter what, I cry at the beginning boat. and at the end every time. With the uh, the modern day esque, yeah thing. And obviously not the first time I watched it, I didn't really, but after watching this multiple times and watching the beginning when he's walking by himself and his family's trailing, mm-hmm. uh, every time. So uh, mm. expand on that. Why? Uh, what What gets you about that? Well, yes. I think one of the things is when, so when this movie first came out, mm-hmm. I watched my grandpa who was in World War II. He mm-hmm. wasn't, he didn't storm Normandy, but he actually helped prepare for it Yeah, because he was airborne. And he came in after, like later on. Mm-hmm. So he was in the Pacific Theater. But he cried while watching this. And he we had to stop the video. And he's just like, this is so realistic. It was the most oh, realistic yeah. movie he had ever seen in his life. And, and then he told me a bunch of crazy stories. And I was like, this is insane. Like right now, I, I want to cry. But I'm not going to. I'm a man. Same thing for my grandpa. He was in the <laughs> Navy uh, at the time. And uh, yeah, the, he had the similar reaction where he, he just broke down. When he when he saw this movie in theaters because it was uh, it was just too real it's so real but he, he loved the movie but uh, yeah it was expressing how how real the story the, the movie was and uh, then recently I went and I got to hear a bunch of more detailed stories about the war that that he had and it's just uh, amazing the uh, things that he saw at that time here and there and. It, it's it's incredible how many uh, movies get made about World War II, mm-hmm. and there are so many stories. I mean, there's there's amazing stories every day from all around the world. But out of World War II alone, you if you if uh, people only made stories about that time in period in, in history, mm-hmm. uh, you, you could make uh, unique movies and, and TV shows and books forever. And I think it's Just I think it's popular stories. because it's it's so black and white. You look at today's wars, like okay, you could see other people's sides. Like no, this fucking guy was just killing a bunch of Jews and gypsies and gays and whatever. I think like I I agree with you um, because yeah, it, it is easy. It, to it's see made out to be black and white. Yeah, but but then again, with getting to tell lots of stories, uh, there are so many stories of people on the other side that uh, <laughs> can make you understand. Uh, their motives as well you know it's a lot easier to do it for um i mean it's the the further away you get from hitler 
or um, the, the the smaller the smaller you get from there, uh, you get a lot more justified reasons why people are in it and and are doing uh, being a part of it or whatever. Mm. But uh, but even when you work your way all the way up to the top, there you know we definitely disagree with the, the motives that but, they're using, but there um, there's rationale behind them, even though it may be flawed. Yeah. Um, and so then you also get those great stories out of there. But it, I mean, even just thinking of a while back, we, we discussed the, uh, uh, sh- the, uh, documentary, uh, about the making of the, the film, the wind rises from studio Ghibli. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in that movie, that movie is about a, a, a Japanese man who designs aircrafts during world war two. Mm-hmm. And like the, he's, he has a love of aviation, but the the work at that time is designing planes for military use. And, you know, he's designing these, the plane, as an American viewer, you're watching this and you're, you're seeing the guy who's designing the planes that are killing your, your soldiers, killing your family. But, mm-hmm. but when you're watching it for, you're watching it from that point of view and seeing that like, yeah, he doesn't agree with the war. He, he's, he's anti-war, but you know, he needs to eat. Mm-hmm. And, and that's so that, that money is at that time. Um, yeah. It's crazy stuff when you you know you look at it from from all of those aspects. So I think, wait, Stefan, you said you hadn't seen it. You've seen it once. I don't know how many times. It was a long time ago. So you saw it a long time ago, though. Yeah, yeah I'd seen it a couple times, but it had still been quite a while. So I, I remember seeing it when it came out, but because uh, what year did it come out? Ninety-eight. I, I watched this with my kid, and he was like actually amazed. He's like. It was made in 1998, and the, it looked this good. Well, it's Spielberg, you know. He he, yeah. he knows how to, what he's doing, um, and you know, trying to make it as authentic as he can. I I just recently because it's saw, like it's all it's all practical stuff. Yeah, uh, I I just recently saw Mel Gibson's new World War II movie, Hacksaw Ridge, and there's a lot of similar moments in that, and you know, seeing what he, what he's put on, on screen, and it looks really real, and. You know, you know, really brings you into it, and uh, and it was great rewatching this after having seen Hacksaw Ridge because you're seeing a lot of like Spielberg was doing the same the same things at that time, and and uh, both films you can put them side by side, and aside from the age of the actors, uh, they look like they've they came out both today. Yeah, like you 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 couldn't uh, if you didn't know the actors in the film and didn't know how, notice how young they were in it. Um, you, you know, you you couldn't tell which one was was made when. Uh, amazing cast in this movie, yeah. Uh, throughout the whole thing, and it, it's the the great thing because you there's so many characters that you only see briefly, so you see a lot of um, big names thrown in there. But then also younger people who like before they became famous. Dude, the Firefly film. guy. What's his yeah, name? Nathan Fillion. I was like, as Private what? Ryan. I forgot about that. <laughs> as the other, the other Private Ryan. Yeah, Francis Ryan. Yeah. No, <laughs> I love that part though. He's like, "Are you sure my brother's okay?" Oh, the <laughs> yeah. There's so many moments in that scene of just you know, first you're telling him his brothers are dead, and uh, you know, so I had, that know, was just like I don't know. I thought it was I thought it was silly a little bit, but how how is it, is it silly? I mean, there's this young kid. And you you just told him that his brothers are dead, and you know it's the coincidence, <laughs> sure. But uh, it's in grade school. You, you just think about like how is it that you know you've gotten news from back home that your younger brothers have died, and because you don't know how much you know necessarily that the war has escalated, that uh, there is a chance that you know. So either 
something right, happened to right. and, that, and, that, and that's true but it's at that point when it's the I mean, at least be semi-reasonable, not the, oh, I have to go home right now. I need to, like, I don't know. You mean, you mean the moment afterwards where they said yeah. that they aren't dead? I think he's, he's just still in shock in that moment. Yeah. That's what I, I felt in that. He, yeah, that's he's what I felt. completely in shock. He's like, how is this? Is, Anyone a veteran? Which here? is the misinformation? No. no. Veteran, veteran? No. no. Okay. No. I thought I'd ask. I'm not yeah. either. Yeah. Got, got some friends who are, but it's a different. <laughs> My dad is. but Much different time nowadays yes uh yeah it it's it's also that thing you know when uh well it, it, we got little bits of similarities but a couple of my roommates are veterans i mean so many people were inspired by the the bombing of pearl harbor to get into the war yeah and that's what spurred my grandpa into it and, and i've heard many stories from others and, and seeing other movies where it's uh in, in hacksaw ridge even like that they say that that when they saw the bombing of pearl harbor they knew they had to join uh, regrets think they've you've got to get in this and that's because you've got an attack on our soil um it's it's more difficult when you've got just our fighting overseas that it's not the war's not coming to home or we're just doing things elsewhere mm-hmm. um there it, you get fewer people who are uh wanting to join up but there's still there's still people who are there um but we did have a similar kind of resurgence uh, after 9-11. Oh, yeah. And, you know... Did a big boost. Yeah, even, uh, you know, Snowden was inspired to, to go into the service at that point. And he talks, he talks about that. And, the, yeah, lots of people who, when they saw that happen, like, I, that's where I'm going. My my path now is towards some sort of uh, military service. And, uh, military and it, patriotism. Yeah. Because you've you've witnessed an attack on our soil. Now... You know, for other people, you look at that and you say that this isn't necessarily a nation that's attacked us, and then yeah, it's it's a little different. When when Pearl Harbor was, it was like this is the Japanese, right? Then clearly it's, attacking us, like this is a country at war. With the other one, it's it's so confusing because it's like this is a handful of guys. Mm-hmm. There's this one guy who said who claims responsibility for it, who's not. The leader of a nation. WMD. He's the bro. leader of a, a group of people. Yeah. yeah. Who, and, and so there are some nations that are not stopping them, uh, somewhat helping them at least, um, but not... not discour- they're not discouraging. They're not discouraging them. Yeah, it's... A, so, yeah, then it's just the question, like, who were we at war with at that point? It's so much easier when it's a country. It was so much easier in World War II when you've got... Um, Germany, yes, and you've got Japan, and, and then you've got their allies. And, and folks with swastikas, there you go, buddy. Like let, it's an easy, on, easy it's Let's not forget the Russians at first. Yeah, they're the ones who they killed a shit ton of Jews and shit like that at the beginning. Oh, Everybody yeah. always forgets about the Russians. Oh, they were bastards at the beginning. And then they they've they've not had sides. a very clean history. <laughs> uh, yeah, Russia, Russia's gone back and forth in. Uh, in America's eyes of how, how we view them. Different war film, sure. but what's with the fucking coat? Okay, let's keep going. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I really like the sniper. Yeah, the sniper's a badass. He's pretty good. I love that scene where they're like, like how does he fall asleep? Because he got a like, clear conscience. Yeah. Like, he knows what he's there to do, and he's doing it for God. Yeah. But then it's also, like, you know, it... And I, you know, I've never been in war, of course, but um, in watching these films and 
when you see, I, I understand the feelings of all the people who are um, struggling with it, but it is, you know, the odd people to me are the ones who are, who can sleep so soundly and are just like writing it off. Mm-hmm. Like the clear conscience on that. Okay. So I do LARPing yeah. and when I have to do shady stuff, I feel bad. Yeah. Those are just fake characters. <laughs> that happens in board games. That it, they, yeah. Like, you know, yeah, I can't imagine that shit. <laughs> you got to betray something like, yeah, you know, I. This is a dungeon master. Even my, I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> am I gonna kill this? Am I gonna accidentally no. kill their character? Because, uh, and I think that that comes into play. Like, yeah, if you're, if you, if we bring it down to the simple things, like if you're playing a role playing game and there's a, um, just mook enemy, crazy, whatever thing that that you don't know, but just like this angry guy yelling or like waving weapons at you and, and going to attack you. It's a lot easier to kill that person. Yes. But I, like if you... I recognize that's how you play your character. If John. there's some reason that if there's like a friend of yours that's now turning in some way or there, there's something like that, then those become harder to kill or the more that you know them. <laughs> and I think that's the, that's the thing that when you... It, it becomes easier when they're somewhat dehumanized. Um, so when you just see them as Nazis, especially when they're when they're watching them as they're they're attacking them, I forget what that word's called. They're hearing people speak in German, hearing speak, people speak in French, and they're like, "We can't understand them." Uh, they're they've got weapons, they've got the swastikas on them. We shoot them. Mm-hmm. Easy as that. Um, if they're speaking English on the other side, there's a little more hesitancy to that. They're. they're well, oh, this this whole movie reminds, or Band of Brothers reminds me of like a long version of this, mm-hmm. and they go into that. Ah. I don't know if you ever watched that. Quick tangent because it's interesting. He he starts uh, making fun of the Germans, yeah, and saying where they're from. And one guy's like, "Actually, I'm from Ohio." He's like, "What the fuck? You're a Nazi?" He's like, "Yeah, but the motherland called." And I I had to respond. It's like what? And then he starts smoking with them and like being friends with them. Yeah, and so that's the. You know, and it, so you're still you're still disagreeing with the person, mm-hmm. like definitely against what you're doing. But it's not the quick shoot dead yeah. thing. It's it's there's there's a little there's more uh, resistance there, <laughs> which is why I love it when that German guy's like, "Oh, what a dish, pity boop." Yes, yeah, <laughs> for Hitler. For Hitler. He's trying, he's trying to seek out more compassion than by speaking their language. Yeah, you know, um, which reminds me of my the part that I used to cringe at. at at the very end, when the the not the Nazi guy comes back, yeah, and shoots the dude, and then finally Upton's like, "All right, I'm gonna get balls all of a sudden." My my grandpa was commenting on that moment when I was talking to him recently. Um, you know, talking he was he was talking about a, a moment in the war when he had uh, come across a you know, mass grave of uh, American soldiers. Mm. That had all been shot and you know, put there by the enemies. That you know these soldiers that had uh, surrendered and then were killed there. And the first thought he had is, "This is horrible. How could they do this? This is against you know, Geneva Convention. Mm-hmm. He's, he's supposed to be prisoners of war here." But um, then he, you know, he thinks about this moment in the film, or wow. that that kind of thinking of just like that moment in the film. But he had. You know, had this thought before that as well. But that same thought you think of, of well, if you you have an enemy soldier and you don't have the ability to to capture them or take you know actually take them as prisoner, 
your options there are kind of limited when you're like, do we let them go? Because if we let them go and they're able-bodied soldiers, they're going to meet back up with their troops, get their weapons back and come back. (laughs) So it's that, it's that hard choice you have to make in the, in the middle of battle. And, and that's their gun hand. Yeah. Well, there's, there's so many, like, that's, that would be a good compromise. Right? Just, just your metacarpals when they get shot. Oh, you're fucked. Yeah, <laughs> seriously, just, just make it so they can't hold a gun. Mm. Yeah, the, or a knife or whatever. Then at least they can't physically attack you anymore. That's yeah, an that's option. A good there's, there's, but there's so many. Uh, you know, there's. That I thinking. mean, I wouldn't want to take their life, and I'd hate to hurt their hand too, right? But it's just one of those things. Where it's like, I, yeah. you know, there's no guarantee. Yeah, there's no guarantee when I let you go that. Yeah, my solution is just trying not to be in that situation at all. <laughs> but it's right. It's just it's. It's that thing of uh, you know talking about the under the the uh, understanding the rationalizations behind both sides of this war, and it's the those are the decisions you have to that that come across, and uh, so it's amazing that they they put so many things like that in this movie. They they've come and go on this journey. At one, it's just about rescuing this one guy. Like that's your motivating incident, but the rest of the stories that you're seeing throughout this and all of the conflicts they come into all the, the multiple different kinds of conflicts they come into show so many different aspects um, uh, of the war and different, you know, kind of conflicts that you, you come into across the way with mm-hmm. saving the child, you know, are yeah. we going to go out of our way to yeah. save the child? Are Coming. we going to, uh, you know, prevent this uh, uh, stuff, uh, you know, and wa- watching the making later. of, because I have mm-hmm. like all, everything that happens in this fucking movie, like, was pulled from like real stories and shit. Like, oh yeah, everything, which always is interesting to me because when um they burn the dudes, yeah, and and they're like, don't shoot them, let them burn. I'm that like, line, oh yeah, that line was so <sighs> yeah. And it's <laughs> oh my god, it's the horrifying thing because you are you're watching this of the the good guys, the quote unquote mm-hmm. good guys on this. This is the the people that we're rooting for as Americans. Yeah. And you're watching them just like, yeah, don't don't put them out of their misery. Just let them burn. Yeah. Like, oh, fuck. But and then I understand because they just watched all their friends. Yeah. They've, they've seen the up. horrors that they've done. They they know of, you know, the reason they're in this war is because of the horrible things that the, that the Germans <laughs> yeah. are doing. So, Not, yeah. There's, like, there's, there's no good side in war. No. <laughs> Except for the Americans all the war, time. War is hell. Mm-hmm. And it's... Uh, it's So, it's it's... <laughs> It's good that they've put that stuff in there where it's 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 nice to see in, in these war films when when you get a film like this that doesn't only show the good uh doesn't just show one side as the heroes throughout it. Uh, Ooh, so I have a good question for you guys. Yeah. Did, and I don't even know cuz I haven't thought about it. Do you guys have any favorite deaths of the good guys in this one? Yeah. Um I thought the medic had a really. I thought his acting when he died was pretty good. I thought the whole thing he's when he's there, like, I could use some more morphine, and then they just know that means he's gone. And the way he does it, he like bump and just like looks away. I kind of like that. That was cool. I, I mean, there's so many that are well done. I can't say I really enjoy them because it's just but like well done. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but just the yeah, yeah. It's just like which tragic death is your favorite? (laughs) Like, um, this is terrible. Uh. I the moment one of the moments that really stuck with me is the when uh, Tom Hanks is uh, trying to save the guy whose like guts are spilling out and he's oh like, yeah get him to a medic he's 
pulling him along and he looks back and he's just, just trailing he's in half yeah like his but he's all his shit's trailing like, well it was trailing at first and he was he was trying to save oh him, and then it's, yeah and then it's just ha- his his blood that was super gone. graphic it's like it's gone the the scene where the medics are trying to save the one guy stopping from bleeding doing everything they so can good. and then the bullet comes into his head and it's just and then Why he's pissed we, and he wants to stay there. Yeah. He, oh, he's so good. Yelling is give us a chance. Give us a damn <laughs> chance. It's the, it's the thing of like, I, yeah, and that's what I, another, I, I really recommend checking out Hacksaw Ridge for, for a couple of reasons. One is the, you know, it's about a, a medic and it's the, uh, looking at the, the th- thing of like the medics are such, they're, they're just trying to save people's lives. They're, they're trying to help people not to die. And uh, but they're they're not getting saved by the enemy. The, the enemy's not just not saying, "Oh, they're a medic, don't shoot them." Uh, they're they're still going after them like everyone else. And, well, this, and the, the, when watching the priest at the beginning too, yeah, like running into the shit just to like give them their last rites. Yeah, it's crazy. And it's uh, but, but yeah, the you're and it's the same. Like I, I'm saying, you know, we're looking at the enemy and and saying that they're not uh, differentiating between anyone else. But it's the same thing on on the American side when they're looking at the uh, other people coming towards them. Mm-hmm. They're just looking at a moving person and shooting them and and taking them out because you don't have time to try to differentiate like who's who and what you know their job is or anything. Um, there's a little bit of it if you're if you're monitoring them before there's a battle taking place. If you see you know the whole saluting thing, like don't salute the captain. Oh yeah, so, I like that. Yeah, you make them, making them a target. It's not in the German dictionary. <laughs> I kind of liked the knife in the chest. Oh, the, that uh, was good too. The way he was like <laughs> the end, just, just the, the whole and, thing, and, and then Adam, like Adam and then the, the soldier comes down the stairs, and the dude guy's just crying. And yeah, just walks right just, by him. Yeah, He's like you're he not knows. even, you're not even. You're so not a threat. I'm whatever. Fuck you. I don't care. <laughs> he just yeah. walks right by him. Like I don't even need to take your weapon. It uh, was a I'll fun moment earlier in the in the film with uh, the same that same character when when all of the uh, German prisoners prisoners of war soldiers are walking by and he's just holding up his star of David. Juden, Juden, Juden. I'm Juden. Yeah. Yeah, I really like that scene too. That's just it's always a fun thing for the the soldiers there. To, oh, and what, I forgot what part it was, but. There was this scene where uh, the the Jewish guy just like starts freaking out. I forgot what he saw, uh, and he just started freaking. out. I really I remember that. that. I'm trying to remember the, the what inspired him towards that. But oh, and then I forgot. Uh, Malcolm in the Middle's dad was in it. I was like, yeah. what? Brian I forgot Cranston. about that. Yeah, a one armed Brian Cranston in it uh, before he was Heisenberg. Um. Yeah, it was around the time of uh, if Malcolm in the Middle or, or Malcolm oh, Heisenberg. Right after that, um, uh, Paul Giamatti. In here. That's right. Vin Diesel, probably one of the best Vin Diesel roles. I was going to say this is his best performance that I can think of. Yeah, you, you put Spielberg behind him. Uh, Ted Danson, the brief thing. Oh, one of the things I liked at the beginning when he's reading uh, Abraham Lincoln's quote. Yes, and I, I not only did I enjoy the quote. But like he he's like looking down reading it and then he just looks up and stares right in their eyes and like finishes the, like half of the entire thing. Yeah. I was like, oh, that was so he knows good. This. Yeah. And that yeah, the right from the beginning when they're in seeing the uh the pool of uh typewriters and they're they're writing up all of the letters to the uh families of the mm-hmm. fallen soldiers and just the sheer numbers of it in that one. It, Digging same, through dog tag buckets. Exactly. I was gonna say that. The um uh, 
And oh, when, when, oh yeah, everyone's looking at it like this is these are people's lives. Yeah. And 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 you've got all of these men that are about to go fight and they're looking at corpses essentially. They're looking at this just slew of fallen soldiers in these, these bags that you've got, and you're just digging digging in there like this is what we're going towards right now. And, and that actually reminds this. me of the one thing that I kind of, I guess, would say didn't really like is just when Tom Hanks is like, Ryan, Private Ryan, Private James Ryan. Oh, yeah, we know that guy. Like he does it for like a minute or less than a minute, and all of a sudden they know where he's it's, at. It's just, that was just for movie's sake. I mean, you want him really like wandering around for fucking hours, like you watching him for hours been, running around well, screaming. Well, we've been watching him for, you know, an hour No, but I'm half. saying like literally, <laughs> yeah. you, you oh, can hear him yeah. start saying it, and then it says five weeks later, and then he's still screaming, <laughs> and it now runs into someone. Does that make it better? It like, would have been better like if he asked one of the guys that were dying and said, well, oh, I think somebody was from the company, and then they went and screamed it and found it or something like that's that. That's what happened. He, because he's screaming it in frustration and saying, "Ryan, you guys know Ryan? Like, oh, I, there's a guy who I know who might know that guy." And then he goes off and gets that guy, and then that guy says, "Oh, they have to try to talk to him because mm-hmm. he's deaf." And then is that when they find the wrong Ryan anyway? Like, no, no, that's the. That's oh, the is that the right Ryan? Ryan? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I don't know. The wrong Ryan was yeah, it was an <laughs> earlier thing where they said, "Oh, we're looking for this Ryan as a paratrooper." Oh, we think the paratroopers might come on here and gone there, and then they they try to get to that person. They finally right, get to a right, person okay. who's in the same thing, and like, oh my god, it's. Another guy. Yeah, that's the only thing I was like. Uh, just the yeah, way no, I understand. I understand that, but it's. Uh, I still love the movie. Sure, you do. Sticky How would you have wanted them to find Ryan? I told you it would have been more organic to me if right when they get in and they're asking the dudes with the cheese, you know, apples or cheese. Say, has anybody here seen uh, Private James Ryan from whatever company? Like, oh, I think whatever company is over in that direction. And then they walked over and been like, "Hey, so we heard somebody be, oh yeah, Ryan," and then grabbed the guy with the messed up ear and then he would have told them where to go. It just seemed more organic that way to me. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think that, that might've just been a length choice. Yeah. Cause that would have yeah. taken longer mm-hmm. and they just needed to cut down the movie. It's already like almost three hours, right? Like, is it? Cause it doesn't even like, it doesn't it's even like two, seem like it, it. Isn't it two hours and 40 or something? Yeah. Something like that. 169 minutes. 169. Yep. Yeah. That's two hours and 30 and 39 minutes. Oh man, I didn't even I fucking love this movie. It didn't even seem like it to me. No, it doesn't it doesn't seem super long, like, but it Because there's no point where I'm bored at all. Like there's not one section. Oh my god, I love the part when they're walking through and then he uh Giamatti sits down and knocks over the wall. Yeah. <laughs> That's so cool. That's some shoddy construction. Oh, that, was awesome. that was just <laughs> I don't know how they wouldn't have heard them that's all no yeah they may have heard them but they may have just thought like well they're not looking for us right now um we have this moment to plan and do our do our stuff (laughs) um, they thought they were safe in in their building uh one of my other favorite favorite parts and that part made me cry once more is when they finally saw found him and they're like you need to get home to your mom your brothers are dead he's like these are the only brothers i have left my mom would understand yeah, and then he just goes over there, one arm on the shoulder, and they all crouch down. Oh God, so good. Well, yeah, he's doing pretty well in the war. He's making good progress, and he has got a job to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, there, he's it's the, the thought of like, oh, your you know your other brothers have have died, so you're you're going home now. It's like I I still have my job to do. Yeah, I've got to do this. Um, I, I love that part. 
Yeah. <laughs> no, it was really good. And, you know, yeah, you've got the, there, it, it's nice for the other people we're thinking about that they've got the compassion for his family to think about. And that's really good of them. But, uh, yeah, it's his choice in that moment. Yeah. And in the end, too, the first time I watched this, I did not expect Tom uh, Hanks to die. Yeah. I mean, then I was like 17 when I watched it. Yeah. And I was like, He's Tom what? Hanks. Like, how can you? He fucking dies? How can you do that? <laughs> the guy you've been following throughout the whole thing. Yeah. You can't do that. And then the whole earnest thing. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, he's like, tell me I'm a good man. That's when I lose it. That's when the waterworks. <laughs> Bam. Hmm. Uh, so uh, Spielberg, before this, uh, has tackled uh, the subject of World War II quite a few times. Hmm. In 1941, uh, a comedy. Empire of the Sun, Schindler's List. Um, it was another little film he did. Small one. Uh, Indiana Jones, twice in that one. Oh, yeah, there's not season The so. first and third. Uh, and then, then did the miniseries of Band of Brothers in the Pacific. Oh, God, uh, so good. But that was after this movie. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, he's uh, kind of enjoys the stories from that, that time. So I'm sure I didn't check, but I'm sure this made a shit ton of money. Uh, it made $2. $2, that's it? $2. Wow. Um, hmm. That $2. was all. Yeah. How about that? Tree fitty. Uh, some, some reports falsely say that it made $481 million on a budget of $70 million. I actually thought it would have made a little bit more. Well, it is 1998. Yeah, that's, oh, that's, that's $98. So, <laughs> uh, you know, that was back in the time of like Titanic, um, which is one of the highest grossing films of all time. But mm-hmm. still, you know, you can imagine why that movie would make a lot more than this one. Cause it's a love movie. Yeah. Super gay. Wasn't well, enough <laughs> love in this one. I don't think this movie passes the Bechdel test. I was kind of trying to. How much did you say? 400 and what? 481.8 million. Yeah, I was kind of offended that there was no females. There were females, but they that were, were uh, that were like no, no <laughs> named female characters uh, having conversations with each other. Yeah, uh, that weren't about men. Then again, it'd be the kind only, of hard. In the- there's a one scene with a huge pool of women, uh, all unnamed and all typing letters about men. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Although it makes sense during World War II because women didn't really. I fight. mean, for this for this story, it told us <laughs> like. There's not a lot of moments in there that you would really put that in. Not Ooh. saying that there's no, you can't make great World War II stories about women. There's many. Yeah, they would stay do. home and make sandwiches. They did a really for really the important. war. Yeah, for sandwiches the for the war. No, there's lots the of there's lots of great ways of, of doing that. It's just the this story is made in that way, and it makes sense of that. It's just it's it's just a thing that like for for some reason. Yeah, felt like uh, every every time I've seen a movie in the last few months, I started uh, uh, oh. walking away with it, try, just <laughs> just seeing if it passes the Bechdel test. <laughs> so many of them, it's like every single one of them, like not in the least, not not one bit does this. So I'm like, oh, it's got a great strong female character, but yeah, she's never. Uh, it's it's just just one great strong female character, or yeah, even you if need. there's two, they're just like it's like real life. It's like oh, this, yeah, this movie came up against yeah. a lot of uh, competition. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Because yeah, there's Titanic, there's Goodwill Hunting, as good as it gets. L.A. Confidential. Oh damn! Yeah, and Goodwill Hunting had Matt Damon in it. Matt Damon. Unlike this movie. 
Yes. Ooh, that reminds me of one. Well, not that, but um, one thing that I really liked too was. Oh shoot, I just forgot. Never mind. No. Oh, oh when, <laughs> when when he's talking when Tom Hanks is talking to Matt Damon, and yeah. he's talking about like back at home and all that, and he's like, "Hey, why don't you tell me about that that rose garden with your wife?" And he's like, "No, that one's that one's mine. Like that one hits me hard too." Hmm. Mm-hmm. When they finally find out when he's a teacher, no, no, later on, when he when they're talking about like really, really like oh, okay. intimate yeah. stories, and he stops at the story about his wife and his rose garden because it always makes me think of like little interactions that I hold really close to like my family members and stuff like that that are yeah. more intimate than anything like I could do. Yeah, have with but, anyone. Yeah, the teacher story that you're saying, I like that moment that he breaks the tension with that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's a great way to just break that tension of it we're gonna kill each other that, right now yeah i'm and gonna kill you also, if you leave well but, i'm an english teacher but the story that he's saying also you know directly relates to that of saying that uh you know back home he tells people that he's an english teacher and they're like yeah that figures but mm-hmm. now if he were to go back home would his wife even recognize who he's become yeah because of the things that he's done in a war and he's saying and, and what he's essentially saying to those to the other two characters is look at yourselves now in the situation that you're in with people that you have fought alongside and you are you're holding a gun to him saying i'll shoot you and you're saying shoot me like would you would the person that you were back home recognize this person that you are right now standing there like think think about the situation that you've got yourself in it's right just now. like it's just like the like uh, it's the same kind of thing when you go to jail like Shawshank when you go to jail yeah. it's like you got to remember your humanity the time before all of this yeah and try to keep in touch with that person that you were because and not forget your the what you're looking forward to is that this is going to be over yes. and you're going to go back to that life and you will have to live with the things that you've done and the choices that you've made here and are you going to shoot this guy and then go back home and and be that think about that yeah Crazy things. Yeah, it's it's um, you know going to the earlier point of not you know us not having served, not being veterans. It's uh, it's one of those things like talking about so many things in life that uh, you know I I have no business actually talking about really. I know I feel so weird talking about this film in one, in that regard. Yeah, um, I can talk about it as a movie and being like this really is affecting I, me. It's it's really well done. The, the acting and it's great. The visuals are amazing. <laughs> The storytelling is really good, but you know, as far as what they go through, it's like I've I've never been I've never been in this kind of situation, even to the, the least bit like this. I have I have no business talking about what's going. You, you know what? Well. Something funny going back to my LARPing. It sounds stupid, but in this I, fake little world, it's what we can get yeah. in this fake little world. There's been people who have saved my life in the game. Like I'm literally two seconds away from dying. Yeah. And that's what pushed us into being friends. It's so funny. It's so stupid. <laughs> wow. I can't imagine at this real level, like, the bonds that you have. Like, I can't. It's that's insane. Well, I think it's like that. It's similar to talking about pain and, um, say, you know, talking about the, the most painful thing you've experienced um, because it's so relative. Mm-hmm. And, the you know, your, your level of, of what is the most painful 
whatever has been the most painful thing you've ever experienced is the most painful thing you've ever experienced and that you can't you can't take that away from someone no matter how weak it may be mm-hmm. and then later on in life you experience something that's greater than that and it becomes more intense and now the one before that you thought was so great is now weaker but in that moment it's the most you've ever experienced that was, it, yeah you know? that was oh my god now you're making me thinking about it jesus <laughs> christ that hurts so bad it's the thing of you you oh lord but so when when you're saying like these experiences really bonded you mm-hmm. in like in this larping thing mm-hmm. for now like that's you, the that's, most that's, intense thing that's the most yeah. In, yeah. Oh, yeah if you were thrown into war now that would be the most intense thing and you look back on those moments and sure those would still be impactful to you mm-hmm. but it yeah it would be to a much lesser degree and you would say <laughs> like oh that was silly back then but uh-huh. but without that other experience like that is the, the you know the, that is a that can be, still be a really impactful moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's it's the the degree to which you you've experienced things. It's all kind of relative. Mm-hmm. Definitely. <sighs> any, any other final thoughts about this? Uh, I just love this movie. Out? I give it a five. Like I I've watched it a lot of times, and I don't get tired of watching it. Really. I, I just love watching it. Yeah, I um, again, I hadn't seen this movie in a long time, and on on Netflix, I had it rated as a four. I think that's, I uh, you know, a lot of the the war movies can sometimes get uh, there's so much going on that it kind of can. Uh, it's not as concise, and it's not as easy to to pinpoint my feelings on it. But I mm. I think I can up that to a five. Um, in now and as i'm getting older and this is a hard decision to make man yeah because i don't know i feel like you're semi on the same plane as i am john yeah it's it's just it's it's a difficult like i don't feel like i have any right to not give it a five exactly but it's like (laughs) it's one of those things though because like schindler's list for me that one in just comparing it to spielberg world war ii movies um and again i'd have to go back and watch it but i'm I'm, like to me that one uh stands out a lot higher like that's a that's easier to give that one a five star um because the you know the emotions in it kind of pull on even more um but i think for me this one didn't have as many of those moments in there that like i don't know it wasn't it wasn't on that exact same plane Mm. but Everything in this film is done exactly as it should be. You're not thinking about, you know, there's, it's, it's compelling the whole way through. It's telling a real story or at least. The uh, tension is great. Yeah. Everything's there. Everything's right for it. And it's, it's not, not bad. And it still, still gives me at times there. Um, it's, it's, you know, not necessarily the kind of film that I generally uh, give five stars yeah that's the same here and that's why I, i'm having i haven't rated it yet officially yeah um because i don't know which way i should go on it oh yeah. five. Oh no he's debating between a two or a one i'm pretty sure yeah. oh shit i didn't even think about that yeah, yeah come on tony <laughs> this don't is his know? there will be blood no <laughs> <laughs> i don't know it'll be a four or five all right i don't know yeah, well i don't know what to do <laughs> 
In these uncertain times, who are we to say? That's true. Oh, God. What can you... What you can well, one last thing about this is I love the parody in South Park. I don't know if you watched that with Ronald McDonald. <laughs> when he drops his arm and then he lick, lifts up his arm and looks at it. And oh, explosion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that, that was another oh, yeah, The guy just like searching around, he picks up his arm. Oh, yeah. yeah. This is mine. All right. That, that whole invasion scene is crazy. And I just kept thinking about video games in that sense where... So at least you know it's dumb, but this is the way I was thinking about it. the The American soldiers during the invasion are there, and they are fighting for their lives. Bullets whizzing at them from every direction. Mm. They are they're trying to take out the thing that's shooting at them, but they also realize that it, it is near impossible mm. as one person to to do that. And with all of the the stuff coming at them, so they're trying to you know not get shot as well as trying to take this out and they're, they're fighting for this lives in this meanwhile the the kind of view i get of the person behind the the giant machine gun in the in the bunker is they're kind of playing a video game here yeah it's a tower defense game and there's all these little things coming up and it's taking them all out as they're, they're going through because they're so protected in where they are and they've got such the advantage there that it's a you know when in in just thinking about it just it's not as real the danger isn't there yeah <laughs> it, so yeah it just seems like this video game to them but but to the people who are being shot at it is not a video game yeah um one thing also that's that's a dumb kind of breaking the realism thing uh and it's you know this the stories are going to get a little different from people remembering how things actually were but um when they're in the water and the bullets are whizzing by them and, and, and their people are getting shot when they're underwater. And I uh-huh. just, I keep every time that happens. Yeah. Oh, movie, yeah, oh my God. That got me too. Yeah. Yeah. Think about the, um, the well, that, that does, that's not how test. that works. Yeah. Cause, cause of water's uh, inability to be compressed. The, uh, the bullets disintegrate very soon after hitting the water. Mm. And so like it, it, I usually see it in you know James Bond movie. There's this one James Bond movie where he's getting shot at. He dives under the water and the bullets are whizzing by him and while he's underwater. And you're like, Oh, that wouldn't happen. And in a Bond movie, when you're seeing that stuff, you're like, hey, that's dumb Hollywood doing their dumb things. But it's different when you see it in this movie, in you this, see it, yeah. you're like, Oh fuck. I don't want to, I don't want to say like that couldn't happen. It's like Neil deGrasse Tyson and Titanic. Well, you got the you got the stars wrong, and it yeah. would have been really easy. You should have just got it right. Well, that that was the thing. Like he specifically said that because because uh, James Cameron said we got everything one hundred percent accurate in this film as right, period right. accurate. And he's like, put the dumb stars. You could have just done that. Like that was that thing. But like it's <laughs> to have such this this honest war film that's just like showing you the real experiences and seeing how real everything is. Um, I feel like the jerk in in thinking that. Uh, you know, the bullets would have surrendered at that point and that, you know, the memories of these people, they would have been closer to the surface of the water and gotten shot and that, that makes sense. Just the way it's depicted in there, they're a little far. And, but I, I don't, who am I to say, like, that's not how it would happen. Yeah. Yeah, makes me feel, feel bad. Uh, so anyway, if you want to give a rating, you can, or if you just want to leave it in between four or five. At a mystery. Yeah, I mean, if you can't decide, then... I think you understand. It's a hard decision. I do. It's the hardest choice anyone's ever had. I mean, if I were to just follow my pattern, it'd be a four, because I... You know what I mean? Like, when, yeah. I, when I can't make those decisions, but I just... I don't know. Yeah, if you don't know for sure that it's a five, you, you shouldn't give it a five. 
Yeah. Because that's a that should be a more honored thing. I've got a lot of films that I, I used to definitely give more films five. I just feel terrible. I don't know. I just I uh, not, neither feels right to me. But I'll <laughs> whatever. So I, I looked I looked this up real quick. Going back to the to the going through the water. Yeah. They did this up to fifty cal. Yes. And they could still oh. go through eight feet and still be lethal. So those big okay. ass rounds that are what four times as big, maybe in going faster, maybe it could go a little bit. Yeah, yeah. For some, you know, for some reason, I thought it was a, uh, a shorter depth that they were able to get through. Uh, but I remember when they were getting the largest, larger bullets and and uh, trying to see them last. Although I thought that it was the that some of the larger ones weren't going through as much. But I, no, or maybe I don't, I don't know as much. I'd have to rewatch that episode. And yeah, see the tests again. But yeah, <laughs> look, I don't think it didn't happen too. And I think in in in, in like. Uh, I mean, a quick movements like this, and this is the thing, I think it's just exaggerated for film, is that like when you go down into water, you don't go down that far yeah. as you that did was, in the movie. That was, was my thought. These people are falling into water and not they're not diving down. Yeah, they're just near the shallows of it. And, and then, yeah. it's very believable that at that point you can get hit by a bullet. It might not like pierce all the way through you, mm-hmm. but a dozen bullets in your back. Yeah, that's still... Like your spine. <laughs> I saw all the the things of the uh, all the fish. On the, oh yeah, the, the fish and and how red the uh, the waves looked. Yeah, it which reminded me of that that fucked up dolphin movie where the, the like, cove. Huh? Yeah, the cove. is that what's called? Where they kill them all? Yeah. Oh god! Spoilers. Mm. So bad. <laughs> all right, next week's pick. Yes, mine. Yes. We could talk about this movie forever, but yeah. yeah. Um, so funny. I am gonna not. It's this well. This is a blinding pick. What? No, I don't know. You will blind yourself by picking this. No, yeah, I'm not really. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Europa Report. I've seen that title before. It's supposed to be. It's my favorite movie. A good one. It's better than Saving Private Ryan. It's not a blind pick. Oh, it's not. No. Oh. Okay. I have already seen it. Ooh. Wow, that's rare. I, that is rare for me, I know. <laughs> it's like, I know, I've, I've actually already seen this. Um, this is a movie that I've always dreamed about watching. wanting to see, yeah. yeah. I, but I've, I don't really know anything about it. I just keep seeing the title on there, and it's got the name Europa in there, and I want to see it. It's a movie about space, and that's what... Spoilers. I love space. I love space. Space it's so is delicious. Great. Oh. All right. Well, we will get away from the uh, very real Beatrice Normandy and go out into space next week with the Europa Report. Hey, this is really real. Hey, guys. Everything in the movie happened. All Um, right. Thanks all for listening to us. uh, I was talking about the space movie, not the same time. Yeah. I wasn't mocking that one. (laughs) (laughs) You have to say that. Just just to say I'm not being a jerk about this movie. You know, our our, uh, future president doesn't uh, respect all of the fallen soldiers here as much as the the ones who lived, uh, you know. It's true. He's just saying, he just prefers the ones that... Oh, God. Anyway, uh, see y'all next week with Europa Report. Thanks for listening. You can write to us at magicapetv at gmail.com. We almost made it without a sly remark, John. Yeah, I'll just cut it short. No, I won't. Cheese or apples.